That man, yeah, dog. Six and two, man. You next? You about to join that club soon? I'm looking about about two years away. Two years away? It's about that time, though. I hit uh, 30 a month from now, so I'm at, at mm. 30. It's about that time, for sure. Yeah, and that thing creeping up. Absolutely, man. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in here. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear the sound effects. But I'm going to go ahead and hit them I could anyway. be standing in the field. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, another good episode in the field podcast here with my brother from the Motown 313. Let me get the round of applause going. Um, it was crazy, man, when we uh, roomed together in Tiffin. How, like, it took a while, you know, for us, I don't know, to kind of jail mesh or whatever, you know, finding out that we had that Detroit connection or whatever. Um um, it was crazy. It was dope. But um, nevertheless, Antonio Combs, a.k.a. Binky, um, here with me, man, um, in the field podcast. Going to chop it up with my brother about new wave training, um, his love for track um, and how he just found his way into this fitness space. Kind of get a backstory if he was interested in any sports like that. Um, you know, I've done I think my last like real like interview like this. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. Um, kind of want to say in like July or August, maybe. Um, last time that I did this. So first and foremost, I definitely appreciate you, bro, for taking time out, hopping on here with me. And um, secondly, um, how have you been? You know, world is crazy, still kind of in a pandemic. Um, people got hope, and know, that we see light at the end of the tunnel. But just overall, with a year recap, you know, how are you doing right now? First of all, I want to say I appreciate you for uh, having me. At yes, least, uh, you started this. I, one, I want to say I was proud. Like mm -hmm. you said, we had that. Uh, we ended up figuring out we had a Detroit connection. So once you start, I'm like, that'd be dope mm -hmm. to see him keep going and eventually get on here. And now we're here. But mm -hmm. um, yes, sir. I've been good, man. I can't complain. This has been a crazy last year, something we probably never thought we'd actually see. Nope. But it actually brought out some real good times. Like you mentioned, the uh, training business, new wave training. It got me back in. It got me started in training. I wasn't doing it before last year, before the pandemic. Actually, I was focused on coaching, but mm -hmm. that shut the season down. So basically, I took the past year off to shift in to get certifications for personal training and strength and conditioning. And then now I just got back into uh, coaching this past yeah. month at uh, my alma mater, Ferndale High School. So okay. it's been a, a crazy year. That's dope, man. And congrats on that. Um, did you just get the one cert, the CPT one, or did you get multiple? I got a CPT and I just got strength and conditioning the other day. I'm working on sports nutrition. That's dope. Next. Congrats. Three of them. Congrats, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm working on, the strength and conditioning. That's my next one. Um, but similar to you, man, during the pandemic, it was like, well, this is the time right here to lock in and do it. Um, I had the job here um, at Burn Boot Camp. Shout out Burn Boot Camp. Um, I was actually hired on um, March 16th. My first day was my last day because of the COVID. But um, being that, you know, we are athletes, you know, I had that mindset of like, you know, it'd be an easy, smooth, you know, like do this regular, you know, you do this Absolutely. all the time. But, you know, I got up there not to say that I froze, but it was just like, you know, we got certain things that we do. Like we give a countdown before we get into the workout. I went right into it. Like I was just like little things like that, you know, that was like, all right, I'm in a new little space. And I was super excited to be in that space. But we going to um, get to that later. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the questions that I got on here. You know, how did you ultimately find you? I know you said pandemic, but we're going to expound on that um, a little bit later. But taking me back to, you know, growing up, man, like was track always in the picture or what was kind of the sports scene for you um, growing up? Track was track was in a picture once I got to middle school and actually competed for a team. Okay. But it was always growing up, it was basketball. I always liked to run. I was always one of the fastest out of my friends, so I liked running. But mm -hmm. I never actually thought about running for no club at that age or nothing. But basketball, I played basketball for the little teams around here. Then middle school, it was always looking like I was going to go to college for basketball for real until I broke my ankle junior year in high school for basketball. Had my best summer ever. So my uh, last season, I didn't really care for basketball. I just wanted to get back in shape and mm -hmm. just win. But come down to the last month of senior year, I ended up getting accepted to Tiffin for track. And then that's how it turned into track from there. It was always basketball until senior year. 
So were you kind of obviously upset and um, feeling some kind of way about, you know, you hurting your ankle in basketball? I just shattered, but like, were you like completely just like, yo, like, nah, I want to do basketball? Nah, it was just like at that point, I was more so thinking about what was going to be my best opportunity for college at that point. There you go. Because in my family, nobody had ever actually finished all the way through college. So at that point, I'm looking like, I could go do basketball, I could go do track, but at the same time, nobody never did track. And mm-hmm. I feel like missing my important, most important year with coming off that summer, I'm like, I think track might be the best solution. Okay. Uh, football was never in the picture? <laughs> I played one year in seventh grade, and that was it. That was yeah, it was over. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you like on the basketball court? Like, you said you like to run, so, like, were you one, you know, facilitator? You want to post up or you taking over games? Like, what was your basketball game like? I was played the two through four. We was a small team, so I mainly was starting at power four, but I was uh, one of the main rebounders, pushed the break, and I could jump and had like an inside game. Mm-hmm. I love uh, to run the flow. And so being that you in this space of training, you know, coaching, helping, you know, these kids get better, was someone doing that for you at that age? Like, what's the youngest, I guess, that you're training right now? Like, is it always is it high school or are you middle school too? Right now it's high school, so not okay. great. Yeah. All right. I mean, um, yeah. For me, it was mainly just my brother. Just growing, like, nobody ever actually, like, was taking me to the park to do certain stuff, like, work on one specific thing. Mm-hmm. But my brother played basketball, and that's who I'm closest to. So I used to watch him all the time. And then when I got to seventh grade at um, Ferndale, we was there for middle school, he ended up coaching with my team. So mm-hmm. once he started actually coaching with my team and I got to be in the gym with him, that changed everything. So you say that was like the trigger into like you starting to like do things on your own as far as staying after working on whatever or just that work ethic started to develop at that age? I would kind of say that for me as well. Um, I mean, I had, you know, an older cousin um, who was them. there, like my brother. We're like nine months apart. Um, Outside of him, like just pushing me or us doing stuff on our own. Um, you know, both our dads was kind of giving us little stuff here and there, push-ups every night, sit-ups, stuff like that. We never really ran or did anything like that if it wasn't included in football practice. That was probably the only, like, type of conditioning that we got. But, yeah, once I got into, like, ninth grade, um, 10th grade, that kind of range, it was like, all right, I got to start doing some stuff on my own. But even still, you know, I didn't really learn how to – take specific football drills, mechanics, and use them, apply them towards my game until I got to like college and things like that. And the things these kids got available to them now, it's no way, no excuse for someone to say, I want this, I want that. It's no excuse for you to not to have that and work hard to get it. No excuse because like my school, I'm at my alma mater, so they working on a new sports facility to like put in the school or whatnot and like i got to sit in like a little preview room with it with the athletic director what they getting now <laughs> compared to what we if we would have had that when we was in school we would have just been like it, lights yeah, out like, what they got championships now, you said it perfectly that. the stuff they got access to now the training and all that if you want it and you were serious about it you can go get it so I went to, like, when I moved out of Detroit, I moved out to Sterling Heights um, to a little suburb school, Stevenson. And they had a pool my whole my whole time there. So I want to say I graduated 2010. Probably a year or two after that, that pool, imagine a big, like, bro, like, I don't know, seven, six, seven lanes, deep in, shallow in. That whole pool area is now a indoor facility. They got turf. Like, not like the BD turf. It's like, you know, a little cheap turf, whatever. But nevertheless, turf, that's where the weight room at now. They got a lot more room, bang cages, all type of stuff, man. Like, they able to do the move, to, like, run with the sled, get good work in during the off season, as opposed to, you know, like, just being limited to the weight room, not being able to run, do anything. Like, it's crazy. Exactly what you just said. What they did with the um, weight room, my school got two weight. I mean, two uh, swimming pools. So uh, they taking one of the swimming pools man. out and doing exactly what you just said. Crazy. So it's set up in the middle. They got a turf area on one side 
and then the curtain come down and it's gonna be mm-hmm. a wrestling room. The whole other side is like when they finally updated the different way room and put like the dragons in front of the mm-hmm. floorboards to make them mm-hmm. platforms. That's yep. how it's gonna be in the middle of the floor. Nuts, man. Nuts. I mean, it's, and I've always been on, you know, record with my homeboys and stuff like that, just saying, like, that's just the circle of life or the way of life. Things going to always naturally get better, you know, as you leave. It's just, you know, you can kind of look at it like, you know, you had a helping hand in improving, you know, or making it um, better than what it is, paving a way for the new crop. Like, same way I feel about Tiffin, because um, you mentioned Tiffin earlier, and we're going to get to that, because that football program, man, I definitely was like, yo, I'm going to be a little cocky. I definitely, me and a couple other people, bro, had a helping, like, Tiffin, nobody would be going, I feel like nobody would be. Our whole class and sports period up there, but. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of Tiffin, you said that um that, that was the school that got you your offer or um offered you for track. Um. Did you had did they see like any tape on you or see any like kind of come to a meet or anything like that? Like how did that offer you know just come about? When I first got accepted there uh, just for after just uh, admission. I ended up reaching out to Croy and then um, him and Coach Smalls was there at the time. Coach Smalls was a jump coach. He looked up uh, some of my stats on the website. He saw I had just uh, hit twenty two feet or it was like twenty one eleven. He asked where I jumped that at, and then after he saw that. They asked me to come up there on the uh, invite. And then I went up there uh, one week with my mom. They showed me around campus. And then it went from there. Mm. Um, was there any other schools, like, interested or no? I one other school. I didn't know where I was going to school at until the, my birthday in May, senior year. We graduated at the end of May. I didn't know until. Wow. Wow. Talk about a story. I've had a few people on that, you know, kind of Tyler Jones, he was one that kind of gave, you know, that thing of like, yo, I had, I had a school, but like, I didn't know still where I was going to go until, you know, down there close until, you know, you about to graduate. Um, Being that you had hurt yourself in basketball, basketball was your sport. Was there any hope or anything like that you was like holding out for a school to come get you for basketball, even though you did hurt your ankle? Nope, not for basketball, because once I hurt my ankle in basketball, by the time I recovered, I just wanted to have a good senior year. We ain't never have a good year my first two years on varsity. So I'm like, senior year, I want to have a good year. Then once I started realizing the track, like I said, as far as having the best opportunity, I was just thinking about possibly getting in school. But when it came down to the deadline, I still didn't have nobody. That's why once Tiffin came, yeah, I had to take it because I didn't want to go to school in Michigan. So I hadn't really responded to like, me neither. Some of the smaller schools that was sending me, but which could have been a mistake if I didn't go to tipping, but, but it worked out how it worked out. Right, exactly. You trust it. You know, you trust it's your gut feeling. Um, I'm always a believer in that. Trust your gut, trust your heart, follow your heart. And um, but I was just like you. I I didn't want to go to school in Michigan. Like I wanna I lived here my whole life. Let me go ahead and get out of here, you know, go somewhere else. Um, what were your events um in track? Uh high school, it was long jump. I did high jump freshman year then for the rest of the uh, high school. It was always four by one, four by two, four by four. And then I messed with the 200 a little bit. I don't know why I thought you did hurdles. They tried to get me to do hurdles one time. I did it one race. I won, but I'm like, I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> they never made me do it again. <laughs> Weird enough, man, I started out with hurdles, dude. Like eighth grade, ninth grade was my only two years of doing hurdles. Um, and I was, you know, decent just cause I was athletic and I can jump, but my form was trash. Like the, nope. yeah, the hurdle form was trash. So I was always sprinting. I never could get into the, um, long jump or the high jump. I don't even know if I really attempted for real. I definitely think that the high jump is more harder than the long jump. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's harder. Like how you got speed. I was just about to say, I feel like you would you could have did long jump if you had to learn the steps of it, yeah. combined with your speed. But even mm-hmm. if you got that kind of speed and can kind of jump, if you can't run on that curve and high jump and then it instantly turn in vertical, it's just a whole different ball. Game. Yeah, I feel like that's that's flexibility, that's speed mobility. That's a whole lot that high jump twerking your body, trying to get over that damn thing, man. Oh, I see. I'd be frustrated, dude. Like, I'd be like, man, you got to take me out to me. I'll keep knocking over this damn thing, dog. I'm getting hot. That's what happened freshman year, and I never went back. Oh, to the hot jump. Ah. 
Crazy. Um, so yeah, let, let's stay right there. Let's stay on your freshman year. What stood out to you about, you know, your freshman year in high school? Was it that, that, you know, you couldn't really get the high jump down or anything else? Freshman year, it was, I think one, it was better. I was a little bit better than I thought I would. Like I went in kind of nervous, but the assistant coach I just brought in with me at Ferndale, he was a senior then or whatnot. So they had a relay that was four by four. They needed one more person. He was pushing for me to get on there all year, and I ain't never really liked it. So I got beat out by a senior, but he was a football player. He was the best football player in our school, one of the best in the county or whatnot. He was fast with his size, but I felt like a football player shouldn't have beat me out for nothing for track, even though right. I was a freshman and everything. <laughs> Once that happened, it, I never missed none of the relays or states after that. Oh, that's I dope. Like I football yeah, man, that that speaks to that that um that competitiveness in you that you know ain't nobody about to be better than me type vibes. Damn, their mama mentality for real. Rest in peace, Cole. But so um, what did you like have any meets where you felt like there were other people? Like, better than you, granted, you got somebody on your same team that, you know, you felt that way. Was there anybody that year or any time throughout your high school career where you felt not, you know, like scared, more so intimidated or just going in like, yo, I got a big meet. This dude, I can't let him get me. What was this one kid we came from Hazel Parkway in middle school? In middle school, seventh, eighth grade, he was only one of the people probably faster me. But when we got to high school, it was different. So it was one person I'm like, oh, he might be, he might still get me. But when we got to high school freshman year, it wasn't the same thing. So that's probably the only person I can say for real. Throughout your whole high school career, what would you consider your best track meet? Uh, I have to say states because I went to states junior, senior, sophomore, uh, junior, senior year. Sophomore year went bad. Junior year, I got there for long jump and choked. Senior year, I finally won All-State in the 4 by one and long jump. So mm, definitely. Doubled yeah. up. Yeah, doubled up senior year. Man, I've been to States for many different races. For It was always a sprint. So it was either the 4 by one 4 by 2 the 100, or the 200. From my freshman to senior year, I've literally went to States every single year. For one or two of those, and probably like two of them in the same year, could never place, bro could never place like i said i pride myself on being fast but i tell people all the time bro football speed track speed <laughs> two different kind of speeds man real person that <laughs> end up maybe a football player I right i'm trying to tell him man because like i said track really helped that helped me get fast for football because that's why i was running track i ran track because yes i'm naturally fast and number two I just love it. Like, I love being out in that atmosphere. I love being on the field, joggers, sweatsuits, these swish swishes running, getting warmed up, all that, man. I just love the whole process, the prep of track and getting ready for a race. But, man, when it came down to it, bro, you got it. Like, you fat. Like, I was like, bro, we could not beat them dudes from East Kentwood, man. I'm like, bro, y'all y'all fast, bro. Y'all got it. Them some bad boys. East but, Kentwood always was some bad And, boys. you know, and it was where they talking trash or whatever. Like, well, we, but, like, you know, it was funny because, like, a couple of them played football, but one shit in football. Like, that's what I said. So, it was like, bro, you got it. Like, why can't you be, you know, I'm giving you props for props, dude. Like, you got it. But, man, you come on this football field, so rap. But yeah, man, that track speed and that football speed, man, is definitely different. But um, I got out of the prelims for the 200 one year. But everyone after that, man, it was like a vacation. We was like, yo, we just happy to be here. <laughs> we that state, just happy that to be state here. thing is, is tough. Like getting there, like you said, every year. So I missed one year, but still getting there three times yeah. and not going it feel like it's a waste of time, but when you yeah, get, right. you, get <laughs> right. competition you can't though, help but to just be like, you. that's success. Like you, man, what? You made it. You did something. Like I said, most people couldn't get out of regionals. Like we was, we was destroying our region. Like every time, like we were, what? We crushing everybody. But yeah, you get there and you see, you know, like I said, different schools you haven't heard of. And, you know, you may see some people from your region again, you linking up with them, but for the most part, man, like I said, it was always East Kentwood. You know, you had, I remember one year, Cast Tech was there going crazy. 
um, some couple city, other city school. Yup, Renaissance for sure, always there, man. I would, you remember a girl from she had? I don't know her name. I don't even remember what year this was. I was probably because you a year older than me. Um, so it probably it was maybe my sophomore year, probably your junior year. Um, what did she do? That she was a hundred. She was a sprinter for sure, but she was like light skin. Her hair was like blondish. Kendall Baysden. <sighs> that I, the Listen first name. The She's first the best name. runner I think to oh, ever come. She, she won a state meet by herself. Literally. Man, she had. Burner, she asked one of um because I went to a school, you know, white and black, all kind of races. And we had a dude there who um his name was Rob Strong. He was a white boy. He went there for the hurdles and something else. She just random was like, Can you help me stretch out or whatever? We was looking at it, it was like, yo, we was like, what? Like, who is you? And man, she got it prelims, bro. Smoked it. Semi smoke. What? <sighs> It was like literally like a gap. She here, everybody. I said, "Yo, yeah, she fast, different the speed." The two hundred and the four hundred. She was a she was a bad woman. Man, yeah, tell me about it, man. So, yeah, man. Shout out to um, shout out to all the track people, man. That's I I definitely wish that I could have. Coach Golf wouldn't let me do track at Tiffin. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to. He won for whatever reason. You know, he won having it because I think y'all. The indoor season or something was like um, the time that we had spring ball, spring practice or no, y'all indoor was like the tail end of our season. But like y'all getting ready to, I guess, travel to compete indoor, whatever, leading into the outdoor season was still the time that we had spring ball. But uh, take me to your freshman year in college now. No more high school. Finally got the offer. Still maybe recovering, trying to get the ankle right, just find your footing again. How was it, one, being away from home, you know, being on your own now, and two, you know, just the overall experience of owning a new team again? Like, it was an up and down. Leaving initially was up, finally getting away from home, like you said, mm-hmm. nice to be on my own or whatnot. But then we got to winter break, our first winter break, we were supposed to be going to Louisiana. Mind you, going to Tiffin, was my only time going outside of Michigan. Oh, wow. For real? I'm, not, I'm 19, bro. So no Cedar Point, no nothing? None of that. I think Damn. I had been uh, It's the water park in Ohio one time in between that time. So mm. I'm supposed to go to Louisiana. I'm at home on winter break. And as I, my mom got sick, she ended up getting sick a couple of days before I uh, went back to school. She had a stroke or whatever. Oh, so I skipped, the, I skipped the break and ended up... Um, staying home so like that slowed me down like i didn't want to go back to school for that spring break or whatnot i mean coming from winter break but i ended up going back and then by the time we got to outdoor i had been doing triple jump and i had never did you know in michigan oh, yeah. you know, got triple jump right it was, i went to, i went there for long jump <laughs> right kind of forced triple jump on me but i was struggling all year it was another thing that was irritating me but we get to the last meet my coach tell me like you're gonna do good today just don't do this one thing i had to messing up on I'm like, cool. I end up uh, doing it on my first jump and five. He let me have it in front of the whole stadium. I end up going from six in the conference to second in the conference that day. After that changed the whole year. After I did that, going into <laughs> sophomore year, I was just ready to ready to go for track. Tear it down. Um, let's back. Yeah, let's backtrack again. Um, you know, definitely prayers to mom, man. How was the recovery at that? Like, is she she good now? I was uh that was the first time she ever had one. She had like two or three small ones, but she never ended up having any since then. One that was like Syria. And like you said, you was nineteen at the time, being away from moms, I can imagine like clearly it was a no brainer because you just said, Yeah, I'm skipping that, right? So yeah. Cause I had left I almost left to get on the road to go back, but as I'm driving, go towards like eight mile and then go towards the freeway. Something was just like, nah, it ain't really working. Yeah. So I ended up turning around and going back home. And you said you got a brother. Is that the only siblings you got? Just a brother? Only uh, older brother. He eight years older, but that's the only other sibling mm-hmm. I got. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So your coach let you have it. That kind of, um, you know, set the light off, triggered you a little bit. Um, and then you say going into your sophomore year, you was ready to just crush it, ready to just take take flight. So what was it 
Um, what did you do different going to from your freshman year to your senior year? Like, what did you do different? Like, was it weight room? Was it watching other jumpers trying to connect? Was it all of it? All of that. Mainly number one weight room because mm-hmm. triple jump made me understand how strong I really need to be uh, compared to like long jump. But then just like seeing other people in the competition, once I started watching myself on videotape, high school outside of basketball and maybe in middle school for track, I never actually watched myself right. on a daily basis or compared to other competition trying to get better off of it. Mm-hmm. So combining that with the weight room, that, ready to that go. set off another light. Like you said, it made mm-hmm. me go sit down and actually study stuff myself instead of just with my coach and stuff. Right. And I was always, you know, want to be like, don't know, but football is the only sport that really like watches film for real. Like we like the only ones that really dissect something because it's more tendencies that, you know, teams or people give off to where you need to watch film. Basketball obviously would be a close second. But like I was like, I don't really see nobody watching film for track or baseball, soccer, you know, stuff like that. Like what you need to, you know, watch film for for real. But in essence, you do because, you know, there's things that you are going to see that, you know, that you can't correct. And yeah, you got your coaches doing that to help you, you know, in the heat of the moment. But it's always nice to go back and watch that. So, like, were y'all having film sessions, you know, as a team or you was just it was just up to y'all to just do it on your own? Um, our jumps coach, Coach Smalls, he would have uh, our jumps crew. We had film sessions, even if it was just uh, individually with him, you was mm-hmm. watching film. What was one, because, you know, we are um, funny to say, you know, we are trainers now, certified trainers now. So what's one exercise, I guess, if you could remember or drill, whatever, from your freshman or sophomore year, like you said, that helped you realize that you needed to get strong for a triple jump? What's one, I guess, that stands out that like would be a go to for you that you would use for somebody today? Probably say after we had like triple jump practice and it was a day we had to do like power cleans, hang mm-hmm. cleans or like jerks and stuff. After yeah. after practice. After practice. After a hard practice, that, that's the kind of stuff that made me realize like, oh, this is the kind of explosion and strength work I mm-hmm. really need to be working on. And I'm trying to get my players to realize that, man, because I got a bunch of kids that didn't even know what a power clean was, didn't know what a hang clean was. And then when you're trying to teach that form, that's the hardest thing to try to teach somebody how to power clean, how to hang clean, clean and jerk, snatch, whatever you want to call it. all of that stuff, man. It's so hard. But it's a once they get it like yesterday, I got like damn near in tears, bro, because one of my linemen, like he got it. I was like, like, let's go. Yes. Like now you about to really see a change in your body, that explosion, man. You really about to be like on 10 and you're going to be loving it. Like, are you having that same problem with like kids on trying to like this generation is crazy different. So like, are you having that same struggle of like just trying to correct form, teach form and things like that? If I do with, um, I got a freshman and then I got a, a one person that's like a senior, but obviously with the pandemic, they haven't ran in two years. So one of the freshmen, so she hasn't ran since seventh grade. So she coming to high school running track now. The mm-hmm. other person has already been in high school and he is senior now. He wanted to fast track his success. So it's like kind of two different things, but at the same time, getting to understand, like to work on the technique and whatnot. And the freshman, I had her for two weeks for conditioning. Nobody else really came to conditioning but her. But between those two weeks until the start of practice, she looked like a completely different person. So we did a squad meet yesterday because our first meet got canceled. Mm-hmm. And to see her actually perform like she did, like you said, <laughs> It made you do yeah, like, like you just get high. Yeah, got it already in two weeks. And just to think, if she hadn't been coming in those two weeks, she wouldn't be looking like this now. Mm-hmm. But that's just yeah, but it's just something to look at. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, one of my players he posted, you know, shot me out on his story, and uh, he just that was those that that's the things that you know you live for being a coach, being a trainer. Um, you know, just to get that kind of feedback, it's like they get it now. And they want it, and it be the ones that want to do it. It be the ones that want to be successful, and that makes your job easier for real. But you know, you just got to be a little bit more mindful of them now. Like, look, all right, now we still got. We ain't about to just stop right there. Now we gonna have to, you know, just go ahead and take it up a notch. Um, so getting back um, into Tiffin, um, sophomore year, you're starting to feel a little bit more stronger now, getting a little bit more better. 
um, getting ready into the season, was there one particular meet or one time where, you know, you felt like, all right, like I belong here. Like, did you win a meet? Did you upset somebody? Like what was something, I guess, <laughs> magical, uh, whatever that stood out uh, to you about your sophomore year? Sophomore year, I think when we came back, we went to our first conference sophomore year. I think it was indoor, might've been at Finley or something. I made the podium again. So for me to make it a second time, like I just did it outdoor, like I did it again early in this season. So my freshman year, I wasn't close to making the podium uh, indoor. It was my first uh, half of the season in college. But right. sophomore year, I'm like, oh, wait, you actually did it, did it again. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got to keep trying to uh, make it then. Mm -hmm. uh, who else on the team, you know, outside of you, I guess, was like giving you motivation by you seeing, you know, what they doing, the success that they having. Like, did y'all have a all around good team? We had an all around good team, but the jumps crew we had is you got Gerard Thompson. You probably remember Gerard Thompson. Shout out Gerard. Eugene Canaday. Shout out um, Eugene. Travis Lafleur, and then on the girl side, you got Kayla Young, uh, DeWanda Ford, and you got China Davis. Them some of my big. Mm. And did y'all, well, I can imagine like some of them probably came in like after you, like was any of them in your class like that you came in with together or all of them? I think Eugene was probably already there. Eugene came back, he had left and then came back, I think my sophomore year. I was the, uh, nobody was actually in my class. There was either a year or two ahead of me or a year up under and what uh, what did you major in? What was your major? Sports management. Figured it was. Yep, yep. Um, were there any records set at Tiffin by you or the jump crew? Trav had the he might have had indoor or outdoor at one point, and then I think Gene ended up breaking one of his. So they might at one point one of them might have had indoor, one of them had outdoor, and then I finally ended up breaking our. I broke our indoor record when we opened up the indoor facility. Our junior year, well, the first meet we had there, I broke the indoor record finally. I ended up breaking it like two or three times after that, but I finally broke the outdoor record uh, conference meet senior year. I was the first person uh, in TIFF in history to jump uh, 50 feet in triple jump. Hey, round of applause for that, my baby. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Um, that record still stand? Oh, sorry. It got nah. <laughs> I broke like four or five years after we left. I wanted to stand for at least five, but I think it only made four. Yeah, mine, I think mine, I broke the um, the all-time receptions in a career um, by a player um, that was held for like 10-something years. Um, broke that, and then I think it only stood for like three, maybe four, <laughs> if that. You know, records are meant to be broken, but to your point, like, damn, would at least hope to see it like five, six or something, five you know? Something, <laughs> I worked hard for that Yeah, record. man, right. Oh, breaking it so easy and shit, but, you know, it's all good. Um, when did, because at, at some point, you know, Tiffin Track, like, took off and became, like, just – Damn, they're almost bigger than, you know, football, you know, national championships, things like that. Like, when did when did that start to happen? When did that start to take place? Started with, like you were saying earlier, like, as far as you know, some of that stuff came from you. Like, from, I say, my class to maybe the year after me. Did a lot of work and got, like, a lot of attention there. So, it's like, by the time I graduated, I think either the next year or – Graduated in 2010, so either 2011 or 12, they end up going back to back from getting all the recruits and stuff. So like a year or two after we left, from what they built up, mm -hmm. they just start, it just started turning over finally, as far as like on the national championship level. Mm. And shout out my boy Omar, I had him on here um, as well, and I know he was, you know, definitely speaking to that just about again how the whole culture just changed and switched just from a few pieces of people, you know, that's in there and that's all you need. You know, um, I wasn't too big on or too familiar with the type of coaches, you know, that you had, but I can imagine, you know, you guys had some good coaches. Was the coaching staff new or they had been there the whole time? 
Uh, they had everybody had been there when we first like my first two years. I think we had pretty much the same people. Then the jumps coach that brought me in there, he ended up going to uh, Florida Atlantic because he had did so good with us. So he got a head coaching job down mm-hmm. there, and then they replaced him, and then they brought in a sprints coach my senior year. So the first two years, and after that, it was a little bit of boom. When you was at Tiffin, did you only do jumping, or were you sprinting as well, or was it strictly jump? That's that's a mistake. I feel like I made low key. Mm. I feel like that would have helped me with the jumping even more. But once I started to do triple jump, it was so new and like frustrating for real. I really once I got good at it, I'm like, all right, now I'm good at it. I felt like I had distanced myself a little bit too much from the sprinting, but I still should have went back to it. But yeah, so that's what I was gonna ask. Like, was that a decision solely made by you, or like was the coaches like had part in that as well? Honestly, made by me because I felt if I felt I felt like if I had to mention something about wanting to sprint, they would have had yeah, no, yeah. Right. So I feel like mainly once I just stuck with it, they just rolled it out with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all, all in all, overall, when you look back at you know uh, your time in Tiffin sports uh, specifically, I we'll get into outside of sports, but sports specifically, um, how would you you know? grade or rate or um if you could give one word or whatever about your experience overall at Tiffin sports wise strictly in track what would you say or what would you take from that one word amazing but like honestly them four years actually even though I was only in Ohio but like you said just actually going mm-hmm. out to the school outside of Michigan like I wanted to and actually being away from the city for four years. Mm-hmm. That was four of the best years of my life. And it ended up being mainly what I went there for track. I got mm-hmm. better and better every year. So like I said, I missed indoor freshman year. Maybe only missed the podium again, senior year, indoor again. But I was tra- chasing this one person my last two years, trying to catch him, chasing him in 50 feet. I ended up finally uh, winning the conference senior year and finally making it to nationals and jumping 50 feet all at one day so that made the whole thing amazing it finally Mm -hmm. all came full circle that's dope and who was that guy like he was on another team he went to can't say the wrong lake Mm Erie. he was in the conference and everything and he was a year younger than me but Mm -hmm. he had high school when i but regardless i had been chasing him and then i finally he ain't he got injured the week before conference I was number two. He was number one. So the fact that he didn't compete, he even told me himself. He was like, "You gotta win." He was like, "If you don't win today, it ain't nothing for you to say." So, right, right. Yeah. Um. So you know, I want you to big yourself up, man, a little bit. So what were all the, the list of accomplishments that you had? You know, leaving Tiffin, um, sports wise. Tiffin, I think I won indoor. Indoor, all indoor, two or three times. The highest I got, I think I got a second or third. Outdoor, I went three times, two, I believe. And I think I got a third, a second, and maybe, and I got that first senior year. And then I made it to nationals, so I only senior year. But uh, my knee was messed up, so I didn't jump that good. And I came in like the top 10 or 15 at nationals. So all in all, pretty solid career in college uh, for somebody that, didn't have an offer until the very, very last moment. That's a good way to look at it. And then, like, how you say it, big yourself up. I could talk about it like that, but for the fact that I actually got there and actually did it, mm-hmm. I'm more satisfied that we're going point back, like, oh, I didn't have this, this, and that. But right. I got it, I worked for it, and it all worked out for the best. That's what I was about to say, man. It's a testament to your hard work, to you just staying focused, locked in on what you want to accomplish. Like you said, you took advantage of that opportunity that most would have, nah, man, I ain't, you know, I don't want that. Or imagine if, you know, you had took one of them little small schools or something like that. You know, you never, you know, you never know. Everything happened for a reason. And, you know, that's dope. You took control of your destiny and um, definitely took advantage of that opportunity. And I was just sitting here thinking, you didn't redshirt at all, did you? Hmm. Did you not want to? Or like you just, they didn't, it wasn't an option? Option and it's like they ain't I never really heard them mentioning that unless right. like maybe somebody grades or something when they will was going on like eligibility, but yeah, I never had that problem, so it was just rolling mm-hmm. straight through for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't never even thought about that. Right. <laughs> Cause I was about to say, I mean, like, you know, well, 
football, you know, it's a little bit different. You got, you know, a bunch of guys. So, you know, it might be like when I went to Bowling Green, um, first before I transferred, they brought in three receivers on scholarship, but already had damn near eight, like still on the team. So like, ain't no point in, I was on track to beat one of them out, but then, you know, I just kind of got hurt, slowed down a little bit, being a freshman and it was like, yo, we're going to redshirt you. So yeah, instances like that to where, you know, you just got too many people ahead of you and you ain't not about to waste a year, boom. But like, you know, you was able to plug right in, you know, and, and get it started. So um, that would have been scary to see you with another year <laughs> of butter your belt, man. <laughs> I can only imagine that record might still be mine. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yo, it probably possibly said another one. Yep, that's a fact. Um, so you mentioned being away from the city four years. You had never been outside of, you know, um, Ohio. You said maybe or outside of Michigan, maybe you know one time. But coming to a place like Tiffin had to be a culture shock, you know, especially coming from the city coming from, you know, a, a place like Detroit. So was that good or bad for you coming from somewhere so fast paced, going to somewhere so slow paced? Definitely going to say bad, man. I should have mentioned that earlier because that was one of the main reasons. Like, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit being so big itself and then going to Tiffin, one, not knowing what it was outside of that one visit. And then to get there and realize, like, how small it really you is. You here, you stuck. <laughs> Right. stuck here for four years it's like oh was this the right decision but yeah everything goes through through that first year and then like meeting certain people and realizing it's other people from the city up there too it was cool right right yeah that's that's what it was for me because i definitely didn't know what the hell tiffin was um it's crazy the coach the head coach that's coaching at the school um that we at now he was my coach on the cubs back in detroit like he's from detroit he went to um the poor's all of that stuff, you know, so um, he had, you know, plugged my dad was like, yo, it's a school, you know, brand new coaching staff, all this stuff is called Tiffin. We was on our way to go work out for Grand Valley. And he was like, well, you want to turn around? I was like, well, no, nah, let's go do the workout. Let's see what Grand Valley talking about. They wanted me to come out of pocket the first year, Dan offered scholarship. Nah, we ain't going that route. And again, it was in Michigan. So that was just like a last thing, you know, necessary. Wayne State really wanted me, but Nah, I ain't trying to be at the crib. Like, nah, try to be out. So, you know, we went, took the visit, and I was like, man, this is a box. Like, once I seen, they was watching film. Once I seen the coach do film, like, on the old projector to where you got to get the eraser, you wipe it off, you moving it around, you got to lift it up to make sure the angle right. I said, <laughs> man, coming from Bowling Green, D1, this what I'm about to do? Man, Bingy, bro, you should have seen. I said, man, I was sitting back. I'm like, they taking notes old school, man. I said, yo, this can't be it. This can't be it, dog. I'm telling you. But, you know, rolled the dice, um, did it. Coaching staff was cool. And like I said, I just had that thing in my mind to where Bowling Green had stole the love for me. Like, I was ready to give up football completely. Like, I was ready to just be done. You know, it was part me, part them. But... I was like, I got to find a love again. So I came back and um, really turned it out, man. I stayed that summer, that following summer. Like I said, when the indoor opened, I stayed there. We had just got Nike. We was like, yo, yeah, we about to turn it out. It's about to be lit. But just the overall, so at in the just to get back to the original question, that was good for me, having something like small, ain't nobody there. You know, during the summer, ain't really no big bar bars and parties, stuff like that. It is what you make it. You know, we still turned up and had fun. But, you know, just the limelight, quote unquote, was um was lacking at Tiffin. And that was good for somebody like me coming from a big school. Um, but like you said, once you find out that you had people from Detroit, you know, there and, you know, you can connect with them. And then, like I said, me and you rooming together, dude. I forgot the, our other roommate name, but he was cool, too. He was Cause I think he was on a basketball uh, team, wasn't he? Uh, Lester, because he yeah, was my yeah. uh, roommate the year before. Oh, no, he was on track. He won he basketball. Yep, yeah, he, he did a uh, high jump, right. and then he ended up doing multi. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Les, man. He was cool. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, y'all, yeah. We had it. We had it go crazy. Now, I don't think you was there 
when I threw the I threw a house party in there. Uh, I wasn't there. I think y'all was going. Yeah, I heard about it. No, damn well. Knowing damn well we weren't supposed to have no damn party, but that was just me. I'm like, man, ain't nobody gonna find out. Like we can, we can like we can finesse it, but um, but yeah, dog, it was cool because I think I might have like even told you like, yeah, ain't nobody, you know, y'all doors and stuff gonna be locked. Ain't nobody about to you know do whatever. But I for sure had people in that basement. Had people in the damn living room, in the kitchen and shit. Like, yo, and it was a nice little turnout. It was packed. I had just got my tattoo um, across my belly, uh, my initials. So I had a robe on with, you know, my tattoo showing with the little plastic saran wrap still covering it up, bro. Man, but I threw the party for my homeboy uh, who was on the team. His name was McCorkle. Uh, he from Cincinnati. And his it was his birthday. His birthday was February 4th or the 5th or something. Um, Cause I had got my tattoo for my birthday, and I was like, "Yo, man, like, man, we Aquarius, this is our season, man. I'm throwing you a party, bro. Whatever." And bro, and people showed up. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. I missed that, <laughs> bro. People showed up, man, and then campus security, you know, they came or whatever, and was like, um, I forget what they said, but they was like, "Yeah, a few people has to go, but like, we're not telling you that you can't, but a few, a few people like have to go. Like, it's it's getting out of hand." Yeah, yeah, whatever. But man, you got to do what you had to do, man. At Tiffin, dog, you had to. And we was out there on our own learning. That's just some fun to have, but mm-hmm. you got to have it mm-hmm. just on the fly. Yeah. So, um, getting transitioning into into current. Now we're gonna wrap it up here soon. Again, one man, Antonio, aka Binky, in the field podcast. You know the vibes. Um. Once you graduate, what's the plan? Like track over, um, you know, it's not like football to where, you know, you can, or is it like, I mean, I know you got the Olympics and you can compete there, but like, is there anything else professionally, you know, like a G league or something for the basketball? Is it anything like that for track? Really? You know, it's just like, just finding like you a good trainer and then you good enough, like sign in to like some pro stuff and compete unattached, so on and so forth. But, the plan, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And looking back, and now I could just go to show, like, I was enjoying track so much and chasing on doing stuff. One, like I said, graduating from college that my family never did. Breaking records. I was so caught Facts, up in that. Facts, Round of applause for that. Big fact. I was so caught up in actually achieving that. I wasn't looking too far down the road yet, so I didn't even really have no plan. So I came home and started working, and then I finally started coaching, like, two years afterwards but uh initially i ain't had no plan coming home honestly <laughs> we got that degree did you walk yeah got that degree yes, fan sir. was there made it showed it out huh turned yep. it up that's dope man that's dope so you go home um like did you hit the circuit nine to five or like did you immediately go right back into sports in some way somehow I went uh circuit nine to five and then I was running um I was doing a summer camp at uh YMCA. That's where I did my internship for Miss Bonnie class. We was in that mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Ah, that was I knew we guys said sports management. We definitely had, you know, yeah, class here. Shout out Bonnie too. Definitely. I love her. And then uh going back home, they asked, they reached out to me over that summer. And since I had graduated, that was my first job. That was my first job ever, but first job wow. coming home. From school was that and then i think i was working at dick sporting goods for a couple of years i ended up getting back in coaching finally in like 2017 for ferndale middle school mm. so that was your introduction uh was middle school as far as like getting back into sports you going to the middle school seven to eighth grade at ferndale but then i had to cut that season short because i ended up having an injury that took mm. me away from sports and working out all the way until last year damn was that like just you like teaching somebody how to do something or you tried to get back on the basketball court? Oh, I was trying well, <laughs> I was trying to get back on the basketball court, but I was in the gym way uh working out with some of my friends and I hadn't practiced triple jump probably since I hadn't been home. Cause when I had uh came home from school, I had messed up my knee or whatnot. So it took like that summer to get strong. That's 2014. When I'm in the gym and had the injury, it's 2017. I did some triple jump stuff for like a good hour or whatnot. And I was feeling good, but I guess my legs was tired. 
I decided to race a friend in the gym oh. to one of my friends talking stuff. <laughs> Down and back or whatnot. Caught my foot on the wall and broke it. Damn. And I had to have same foot. Uh, yep. Wow. Or I mean, like same foot as the ankle that when you that's yeah the high school ankle right yes wow and I was breaking it had to have a major surgery had to have screws put in it and all the other stuff. I'm immediately blaming homeboy. Like, bro, like, why you made me do this, dog? Like, you know I went to college. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know I can beat you. That's a fact, man. Damn, dog. Uh, I was for it. I ain't really. First time I didn't ever even talk about it. <laughs> that injury, man. I was I was fortunate enough to never have surgery um, throughout my career. I mean, I had a I've had a concussion at an All Star game. Um, that was probably the severest my injuries have been. Um, just high ankle sprains, things like that. I mean, I tore, I broke my left pinky when I was eight, but it wasn't football related. Didn't have to have surgery. Dislocated my shoulder. Wasn't football related as a kid. Whatever. Never really had to have surgery. But outside of that, um, was very fortunate, man. But so I couldn't only imagine. Like I said, again, speaking to your hard work of ankle, boom. Bro, fighting your way back to recovery. Foot, I ain't even doing sports, but I still got to find my way back and, you know, getting back right um, to be able to, you know, help and um, train these kids. What's something that, you know, because you've been down that recovery road, what's something that you take from that that you implement, you know, into into your training recovery-wise? Like a perfect example is right now, we've been practicing for like two weeks for um uh, high school track. It's like one of my fastest people got an injury the other day so instead like he said it's not bad and he feel like he could do certain stuff but i'm like nah i done been down that injury road and then even ignoring injuries or just being injured to a certain level where your whole season is all that is done so instead of like just letting you keep going i take that what i didn't learn through the rehab all my rehab processes and i build that into a practice for him himself that way he's still out there with the team or whatnot and he still gets to see what's going on but at the same time you taking care of that help first, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find your way back into middle school um, coaching. Uh, was it track, obviously? And were well, you the head coach or are you the just the jump coach, assistant coach? Assistant jump coach. Um, how was the team looking um, when you got there? And then how are they looking? Um, when you leave, it was looking uh, actually pretty good. I had one of the, we would have had one of the fastest sprinters, and then I was working with a kid that's actually, he is senior now at high school. I'm coaching him. He playing a basketball team, but now, but he do a track. He gonna be our best hurdler. But then I had made him one of the best long jumpers. I had helped him go up like two feet in like the little month I was coaching before the injury. So they mm-hmm. was like looking pretty decent. Oh, and. These are drills or exercises you putting them through that you have been through and or things that, you know, you create or your own or a mixture of both. Stuff that, definitely stuff I remember specifically from learning that from Coach Smalls and Coach mm-hmm. King at uh, Tiffin. But then certain stuff I see like the advanced stuff they're doing now, I combine it with like how I think it should be done and how I will combine it with what I learned already. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into new wave training. Um, dope, definitely love the name, and um, you well on your way, man. Because uh, like I said track. That's a that's a good for someone who been in it, someone who know about it. You know, you got your you in a nice a nice field to be able to you know impact change and man find you that Olympic runner, man. That's gonna take you all the way, man, and it'll be dope to see you in that space. So just talk to me about new wave training, man. I see you got, you know, your boot camps that you're doing every day, you know, the normal person, the average person, um, all the way down to the athletes. So um, I'm imagining and assuming it's a combination of both, but um, just speak to the people, man, about new wave training. It came about when the season got canceled last year. I had been, the year before that, I had been thinking about doing training, but I had never actually started studying for nothing or taking it too serious. It was just the idea. So the track season get canceled. I had finally started working out for the first time in years. So I talked to one of my friends, like, we need to combine them and do something. 
I'm, we was like, we don't know what exactly, and I hadn't started. So this girl gave me an idea. This girl named Sydney gave me an idea of a boot camp. I'm like, a boot camp? I ain't really that kind of like people, person like that. I'd be like one-on-one, or if it's a track group, it's different. But boot camps, that's out of my zone. I made like a status or not. 30-some people responded to it. I'm like, that's more than what I would think. So I ended up launching a boot camp with me and one of my friends, and it took off from there. So I didn't have an actual person in the train this time last year all the way until the end of the summer. I just had the boot camp. But once the boot camp ended and what we did from with the boot camp, it just builds into me getting clients and mm-hmm. to continue into the winter. It's mm-hmm. crazy how it worked out. And that was, again, you starting out at um, the football field, right? At Ferndale. The football field at Ferndale. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm in this space. Um, you know, ironically enough, um, our gym is called Burn Boot Camp. Um, they're fran- franchise gyms um, all throughout the country. And I had never heard of this place at all. Um, so when I found it, they was like, you know, come take a workout, see if you will like it. Because, you know, if you don't like the workout, you're not really not. Why would you work here if you don't really, you know, like how it's ran? Uh, so 45 minutes, you know, um, fast paced, high intensity, you know, type of workout. Say so switch it up every day from upper body, lower body to cardio to athletic conditioning, speed and agility. All you name it. You know, that's what they do. I can't recall what day that I came on. But when I came, mind you, this was last year. So I had been out of football, you know, for about at least playing, being conditioned in a while, bro. Like once I stopped in 2016, workouts and things like that, it wasn't as intense as it was when I was playing. I would do a little stuff here and there, go play basketball, get the cardio up, push-ups here and there. I had a couple of dumbbells. But bro, I was dying. Like I was in here dying, bro. Like what? They was doing movements and exercises I hadn't even heard of before and thinking I've know and know everything and did every damn exercise and drill you could think of, man, they coming up with some stuff. I said, what? Loved it, bro. Absolutely loved it, man. So being in this space, when you're dealing with the woman, the everyday woman, we is we got some co-ed camps. We got some men in here too. But I just want to get your perspective on how different that was from, you know, when you was doing your Yo, training with the track kids in middle school to now, you know, you offering this boot camp to the everyday people. Like, did you tweak or change your method in training or just give me your like, yeah, your perspective on that? That's a great question because it's completely opposite. When you got a track athlete, no matter what grade or level it is compared to just working out with somebody, the tempo of the athlete and then their conditioning is different. So you can work with them and you can work them hard. But working out with somebody like a boot camp or like just a woman, a woman that's just starting off, you got to slow the pace down. You got to learn them. So I went to the basics of like working out, like worrying about like how to get them conditioned, like far as that first two weeks and then walking them in to learn them, teaching them how to even use weights a certain way. And compared to where an athlete, you might show them how to sit the bar for squats, do squats without the weight or whatnot. But then after that, it's like a clockwork after that. So I had to learn the tempo and change it and adjust according to who I was working out with. And I I definitely second that, man, because I was one to see, you know, a woman that I see she's on a borderline. So I'm going to treat her like an athlete and I'm going to go crazy. And, you know, after the class, you know, she had to pull me to the side and was like, I'm not like, she was like, I'm like 30 some years old. I just want to, you know, stay. I'm not trying to prepare for anything. I just want to stay, you know, I just want to stay fit and stay healthy and things like that. So like she was telling me nicely and it was cool. She was like, you kind of just tone it down a little bit, you know, like just, you don't got to be, you know, like that. And that's, you know, I was always want to be here or here. Like I don't really got no medium. So I'm just, I'm trying to find like that, you know, medium, um, but it is it's it's a good space, man, like I said, to be in because you got those girls, you know, at least in this gym that that want that, that wanna be like, no, nah, I don't want no modification. Like give me, you know, make it harder. Like I don't wanna make it easier, like make it harder for me. Um, so that's dope, man. Um, so with new wave training, it's not just the skills and the athletes. You also still are gonna be doing the boot camp with it. 
So now that I got track back, I'm mainly I'm thinking about I had first time saying this, but I'm thinking about making a um summer club. That way, you know okay. how like you so since you're from here, you know how like Motor City track life. Yeah, they go to Oak Park and the Renaissance. School. Yeah, they get to run track all year round. So when yep. it comes to the actual school seasons, they dominate. Everybody. Let's go! Ooh, let's if go! I the, if I do the same thing, let's go. Easier to compete with them. So man, that's the first time. That's a that's the that's the that's the type of talk that we want on this podcast, man. Because when I first started, I've all I said. Yeah, I'm going to be talking, you know, my shit, music, sports, everyday life. We have fun. We whatever. But I want to bring people on that I know that's not just that's trying to stay away from that's chasing a dream. That's chasing, you know, something different than a typical nine to five. They trying to make a mark and, you know, do their own thing. Entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call it. And that's big money talk right there, man. I love that, man. We gonna definitely link outside of this, man, because any way that I can be a part of that, even though I'm here in Ohio, I don't care. I'm making it work. I'm actually gonna be in the city Saturday. So um, ain't that far apart anyway. Bro. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying, man. It's whatever. But that's dope, man. Cause my man Dodds, um, who I work with, you know, here he went to Tiffin, played baseball. Um oh, yep, shout out Coach Dodds. Um, that's something that he's trying to find himself into, you know, with baseball. Like he's trying to, you know, get that, you know, that club. And it's sad that football, we don't really got that. You know, the 707 thing is starting to like peak. It's starting to, people are starting to do some like travel 707 stuff, but it's just not, you know, like it's just not the same with a track, a basketball, a baseball, a soccer. Like it's just completely different, which is cool. But that's dope, bro. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Love it. All year round, that way it ain't that you got fitness, but at the same time, I got sports too. That's dope, man. So um, before I get to my last segment, um, was there anything else, um, like I said, that you want to mention about new wave training or anything in general? I feel like I actually uh, covered everything. I'll say the name. Um, I always wonder, like, if ain't nobody never asked me, like, where I got the name from, but it just came okay. when I actually first was thinking about it. I sat down for like a week and tried to come up with a name, writing stuff. Ain't none of it come. One day, I'm just sitting there thinking that someone was like, new wave. I'm like, well, why would you even call it that? And I'm like, it's just a new way of me. One, I ain't been working out in three years because of the injury. had me. Couldn't, I couldn't really think about it right. Mm-hmm. So once I actually got back in, so I'm like, all right, it's going to be a new wave of you getting yourself back in together and whoever's starting their new journey of doing whatever they need to do. On a new wave. Is. Yep. I like that. I like that. Now, I kind of, I had that question on here, but I kind of like figured that like that would be the answer of like new wave of training, a new wave of, right, like me trying to get better or yeah, just a, you on a new wave. So yeah, that's dope, bro. Bet it up. Well, uh, I got this segment on here, nine questions with Jet9, um, nine basic easy questions, you know. You uh on the lighter side, you know, you go ahead and give me your your best answer. If you on an island and uh you got five artists to listen to for the rest of your life, five artists, not just rappers, not just R and B, old past, don't matter. Five artists to listen to. What you bank, what you bumping on that island. Hey, Cole. <laughs> hey let's get it. <laughs> Cold world, baby. Michael Jackson. Give me Chris Brown. Mm, solid. Jay-Z, Pop, Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, and J. Cole. Solid. Solid <laughs> list. Solid list. Uh, favorite movie all time? The Saying a Lot. The Saying a Lot? <laughs> no <All> hesitation. <laughs> no hesitation. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Baby, you don't know the Saying a Lot, man. Craig, I got my kid with Ryan. He's he's still young, so he don't really get it yet. But my daughter, Alana, she what? She all hip to Saying a Lot. Yep. Uh, favorite TV show? Martin. Martin, that's a constant one. If we we either get Martin or French Prince on here, so that's constant. Um, favorite cereal? That's another cons- constant answer on here, man. Damn. Everybody don't even be having it all the time. That'd be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm a late bloomer to that. I'm a honey smacks, um, honey smacks Captain Crunch guy, but. I just recently started rocking with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I used to as a kid, but I always had a... They in my top five. I get my... They in my top five. Um, now, when it comes to chicken wings, you flats or drums? 
Definitely drums. Okay. Um, this is a two-part one, but you can give me either or, or if you got both, I'm cool with both. Most recent book you read or the best advice that you received lately? Just make sure you uh, put faith behind what you're doing. I had somebody, one of my uh, older, my coaches uh, that I'll be talking to, he, like uh, he was like, even though you got a plan or whatnot, you not you got what you want. Basically, I've been talking about stuff that's happening. And it's happening. He was like, but just make sure you keep putting be faith behind what you're doing. Love that. Shout out to coach. That's that's lovely. Like that. Uh got a couple more. Uh favorite thing to cook. He baked pork chops. Mm. Okay. I don't think I ever had pork chops baked. It's probably been a minute. Well, it's nice. Got what you my, got it from my grandma. Okay, I was about to say you got some secret sauce. You can't share the recipe. What you season it with? You got some special seasonings. I season it with uh normal seasoning, salt, pepper. Okay. Uh, you got seasoning, salt, but like in the water, I put red crushed peppers and onions in there. Took in the okay. water. Flavor mm. nice. Okay. What what you got for the sides? What you what you if it's a complete dinner? What you what's the sides? I actually with that I'll take some um shrimp alfredo. I'll be straight. Hmm. Pork chops and the shrimp Alfredo. I ain't had that in a minute. Yo, Red Lobster, might, that might be the move for the night. I don't know. I'm good, too. Um, I got two more. If you could have four people, dead or alive, at a dinner, chop it up, eat the pork chops and the shrimp Alfredo, what four people you having at a dinner? And they ain't got to be celebrities, neither. Oh, it's still going to be one of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Tupac is still one of them. Okay. J. Cole, Tupac. Uh, I'll say, give me Obama. Okay. Oh, okay. Got Bronny in there. Yeah. Perfect role model, in my, in my opinion. Final question, my brother. What's one thing you want people to know about you? I, everything I do, I'm doing it. I feel like it's all for a purpose. It ain't just to. Try to build a business for the new wave training is all because more be so about helping other people do what they want to do. And it's because I feel like it's more, it's my time and I'm at a certain age where I need to step out of like a shell and I like the introverted part and start to do more things. Mm -hmm. That's dope, man. That's dope. Ladies and gentlemen, my special guest on In the Field podcast, Antonio Combs, aka Binky, um, owner, founder, new wave training. Um, one of the all-time greats in my book at Tiffin when it comes to track. Um, I'm sure it's the same way, um, you know, in Ferndale. He's now coaching at his alma mater as well. Um, big things, man, for this brother, dog. Super proud of him. And um, definitely glad that we got a chance to reconnect, chop it up a little bit. Um, go ahead, drop the plugs, man. Drop the socials, man. Where can they find you at? Find me at uh, Instagram. I got two of them. One is New Wave Training underscore at the end. That's strictly my training page. My main page is now I just switched it to Coach Bink underscore. That's my main page. Then Facebook is Antonio Combs. But before we get off, bro, I want to tell you, one, I'm proud of you. Two, I appreciate you for having me on. When you first, Like I said at the beginning, when you first started, I'm like, it'd be dope to do this. So now I'm glad we actually did it. And you're definitely one of the greats from what I seen when we came in to Tiffin. So what I seen, which wasn't that good to when we left, right. you're definitely one of the greats, bro. Definitely big ups to you, too. Right, man. Appreciate that, man. You know it's all up, man. Coming from where we come from, man. Um, that that hustle embedded in us, man. That that need to be, you know, great, man. It's embedded in us, man. You know, we're going to wear Detroit wherever we go. Um, so man, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, this ain't, this ain't just the one and done either. Cause like I said, we gonna, it's some more stuff that we got in the works that I'm definitely going to be bringing you on again, man, for us to be talking about it. Um, so it's all love, man. I appreciate you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Antonio Combs, AKA, my boy, thank you. Appreciate you again, dog. No problem. Definitely not the last one. Keep in touch, bro. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Holla right, at you. Now. Yep.